Hey guys, it is officially summer tomorrow and we are kicking off the summer with some encore episodes. Some of you are definitely new here and we want to give you a chance to catch up on some of our favorite episodes. This episode is one of the very first episodes and it is still one of our favorites. This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. This is the encore episode, I Will Not Be Influenced, with A.J. Packard. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. When this episode originally aired, it was one of my first episodes. I was just coming on and helping Tawny as she started the podcast, and she let me take the reins and do a few episodes on my own. I felt really strongly that I wanted to talk about a few things, and they all kind of meshed together. I really wanted to talk about fun and how to have real fun, but then I really felt like I needed to talk about what many teens and young adults consider to be their main activity for fun which for many is drugs and alcohol use. When I originally did this episode, I gave a lot of statistics about what this really looks like for teens and to show that it really is a problem. But I'm cutting that part out because I think that it's helpful, but that part is not what really has inspired me. So if you want to listen to those statistics, I definitely learned so much about why it's so much more dangerous for teens to use drugs and alcohol than for an adult. Those substances are often overabused and your brain is still developing as a teen. I want to add just a little thought that I did an entire episode on, but I think it's especially applicable to this episode where we're talking about the influence of drugs and other substances. I think that so often we think about those things and then we think directly about peer pressure. And I do think peer pressure is a real thing. It definitely exists. But I think so often it's really perceived pressure. There's not always somebody telling you, hey, you should do this thing. But we see people doing it and we think that we are being pressured to do it. And then we feel like if we don't jump on what everybody else is doing, then we're going to be looked at differently. And so I think that the idea of thresholds is really helpful in this situation. So I want to explain what this is because I mention it later in this episode. And I want to make sure that you understand that idea before we get into this. I also think that the idea of thresholds is so helpful in so many aspects of our life, but I especially love it for this idea because there are so many times in life when we know what's good for us, we know the right choice for like being healthy, we know the best choice, but we sometimes choose the wrong thing on purpose. So the idea of thresholds is that somebody is able to do what they know is right no matter how many people are doing something different. So for example, somebody with a low threshold, it doesn't take very many people to get them to join in and do that thing. And somebody with a high threshold, there's somebody that it takes a lot of people doing that thing. 
that is maybe not right, but they're going to join in eventually if they have a high threshold. In the thresholds episode, I gave some really detailed examples of this and have some fun stories that go along with this. So if you're intrigued by this idea, go check that episode out. But the main point is that somebody who has a threshold of zero is somebody who will do what is right no matter how many people are doing that thing around them. So my specific example was about shooting free throws in the NBA. And basically when I say shooting free throw, you're going to think of somebody shooting an overhand free throw. But the story was about somebody shooting underhand free throws in the NBA. And so many of you would think, oh, that's crazy. But if you're able to change your free throw percentage from 40% to 90%, if you think about it logically, that is the right choice, but it's very hard to have a threshold of zero and do something that's the right choice because so many people are doing it a different way. And so having a threshold of zero is being brave enough to stick to what you know is right. And I want you to keep this in your mind as you see things and as you experience other people around you doing something. You can have a threshold of zero and you can make the decision that you want to make and not worry about what other people are doing. You just have to be brave and you have to know what you think is right. Sometimes you have to think about it a little bit and decide what you want to do. I decided at a very young age that I was not going to be influenced by any substance or alcohol. It really wasn't difficult for me to decide that I was going to just say no always and not have to decide each time whether or not I was going to participate. But I really knew that I needed to have somebody who had a different perspective and a different experience. I felt incredibly guided to ask my friend to come on and talk about this subject. I honestly had no idea that the outcome was going to be so inspiring. I asked AJ to come on because I had been seeing him post about all these changes he'd been making in his life. He had quit smoking, he had quit drinking, and had started running and finding passion in his life. He was so willing to share his experience and the changes he'd been making, not to show that he was so awesome, but to share with others that you can change for good and that you can make hard choices to make your life more fulfilling and more happy. It was incredibly interesting to me to learn why he even started to make these changes. But what was really interesting was how it evolved for him over time. Things definitely changed for him as he started to see some positive changes in his life. I'm so grateful for AJ's story, not only so that it can hopefully motivate some teens and young adults to not even start trying some of these substances, but also I feel like his story is so applicable to every person, and I hope that you enjoy his story. Here's the interview. All right, guys, I am introducing you to my friend AJ Packard, and I've been seeing his life changing in front of me, and I just had to reach out to him because I just felt like it was an opportunity for all of you to be inspired by his change in his life. And basically, I just have seen these posts about him deciding to stop drinking, stop smoking, and start running, and just have been watching him catch on fire for the last several months and I asked him to come on here to share with you his reasons for this and how this has changed his life. So basically um, this last winter was pretty rough. Um, you know my mom has physical problems and uh, I felt like I wasn't able you know to take care of her. I got into drinking uh, a lot heavier than I usually do and basically I found myself kind of in a, a mental and physical rock bottom. 
There was a person that I cared about a lot that I had gotten drunk one night and I had uh, been very mean to. And just deep down, I kind of had a self-reflection type moment and I realized that this is not where I wanted to be or who I wanted to be. So I actually fell back to uh, an experiment I had done in college where you know, I was on the cross country team. Um, and after the season, we had drank pretty hard because that's just kind of what the team did. And my coach decided that because of my behavior, I would get kicked off the team. And, you know, as a sophomore in college, that was pretty devastating. Obviously, running was my identity. Um, so at that time, the only way that I, I could see myself getting back in the good graces of my coach was to completely quit drinking cold turkey. And I ran every day that year except for six days. And I didn't drink a single drop of alcohol. And that was strictly to get back on the cross country team. But during that time, I noticed a lot of life changes um, that naturally occurred. So, you know, as I got into my adult life and I hit this rock bottom, you know, I was thinking about that experience in college and I just, it, it, the light bulb kind of went off and I was like, all right, I need to, I need to buy a pair of running shoes and I need to stop drinking. And it was really, it was kind of a random decision. I, I had a strategy behind it, but I didn't really have uh, the idea that it would go this far. But, so, you know, like I, like I experienced before, probably three weeks into it, um, you know, I started noticing a difference. Like my body physically from not drinking, I felt uh, a level of clarity that I hadn't in a long time. And I felt physically better. I thought I was getting older, but I was really just out of shape. And as, as time went on, it, it became more and more obvious where I needed to head with this. Um, so I decided to make a goal. Uh, I've never wanted to run a marathon in my life, um, but I, I needed something to motivate me because I liked where I was headed. So I signed up for a marathon and I told myself that I wasn't going to drink until I finished that race, which was eight months out in October. So from March to October, that was my goal. And as I, as I started running, I realistically started to feel better. It was harder to be sad and have a lot of self-pity when I was seeing results. Physically and emotionally. Yeah, I mean, when you're so drained, I, I was literally, I was depressed. I didn't, I didn't really think that I had any self-worth. I didn't think I was going anywhere. I felt like I was letting a lot of people down. And what, it, what happened when I stopped drinking is I got a lot, of, a lot of time to think clearly. And in that process... That's when I was able to recognize, you know, who I was, what I'm doing, why I'm here. Um, you know, when you drink, it's fun at first. And then, you know, you have, say, you start drinking and you're in a bad mood. Those situations tend to spiral out of control on you. And it just leads to more negative situations and more hurt feelings, which if your vice is to take care of those with alcohol, you're pretty much in a, a never ending cycle. By quitting all that, my head cleared up. And yeah. once, you, once you're clear and you start getting in shape, you lose a little bit of weight, you get your confidence back. You're all of a sudden inspired to do things that you didn't think of before and new opportunities present themselves. AJ told me that after all that time, realized that he just didn't have the desire anymore to drink and just made him feel like he wanted to make this change long term instead of just for this race. So there was... Um, there was basically 
I had a victory beer. Oh, yes. And what it was is because I, I believe in streaks, um, you know, whether it be running or drinking or whatever. If you quit something, you know, and realistically, what I started to figure out was not only is it, it at first it was a, a forced choice in my head. Yeah. You know, I'm going to stop drinking because I need to. Yeah. As time went on, I started to figure out that I loved the identity that I was forming as a sober person. And it, it really, people at first, you know, they don't, they don't quite understand it. You know, they want to know if there's a problem or whatever. When they find out it's a choice, you'll start to notice that you inspire people just by the fact that you're doing something that you don't have to, but it is a positive change. And I really liked that concept. So as it got further along, the victory beer, the, the reason that happened was because my cousin, uh, he was getting married, and our bachelor or his bachelor party was a five day long backpacking trip oh, nice. up on top of like sheer mountains. Because I knew I wasn't drinking, and I knew that was you know kind of a, a big deal for my cousin, I decided to go up the weekend before we had our five day trip, and me and my buddy packed up um, you know the alcohol for that group, and uh, we left it on top of the mountain for them. Well, when they got up there, obviously, you know, we had a week. They they drank the alcohol, um, except for the one beer. I, I, I thought I was going to drink again, so I saw my buddy. He grabbed a beer out of his bag, and he, he said it was the last one. Well, it dawned on me that I needed a beer because I was supposed to save one and drink right. with my cousin when I stopped the street. So I grabbed the beer, and uh, so I packed that down, and I put it on my shelf when I got home. And I, the thing was, I told my cousin that when I finished the marathon, I would have that beer with him. And I thought that was kind of a cool way to say, you know, this, this is important to me that I stay sober for your party, but, you know, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm doing everything that I would without drinking. You know, it's, yeah. it's what it is. And so as the marathon got closer... The hiking trip was middle of the summer and the marathon was in October. So there was another couple months after that of not drinking. So when I finished the race, uh, I had the beer in my truck and I just, I literally didn't want it like at yeah. all. I didn't want the taste and I especially didn't want the feeling of being drunk because for the first time I'd actually developed a lot of confidence in being sober. Yeah. And when you form your identity around say being able to drive, Anytime, any place, you know, you need a ride, I can take you there. Yes. As opposed to, no, I can't because I've had three beers. Right. You know, those things no longer exist. And, you know, this was all kind of flashing before my eyes as I was holding that beer and I just didn't want it. Yeah. Um, So I realized I would rather not drink at that point, uh, which was kind of a cool, a cool moment for me because now it wasn't forced. Yeah. Now it It was was a choice. You changed your identity and became more authentically you, which is what we're encouraging here. It's about being who you are instead of being something you think you should be. And I love that. Last thing I really want you to share with everybody is having a passion to help drive you to make changes in your life. So passion is big with me. Um, I've always believed that. In fact, I truly believe that's why I'm still alive to this day. Um, I'm a very passionate person by nature, which is why I got into the rock bottom situation because for every positive, there's a negative. Yeah. If you're known for being extremely positive and passionate, you know, your your depressions are going to be very dark, very deep. And that's what happened to me. 
the reason I believe in passion is it's kind of a, a focusing. Basically, if you have two people that are doing a task, one person is passionate about it and the other person doesn't care. Nine times out of 10, the passionate person will put out better work, a better product. It'll be a more effective use of their time. So if you can understand that general concept of what you're passionate about, all of a sudden, every effort that you put into anything is going to be magnified and it's going to be that much more efficient for yourself, greater results, and you're not going to feel like you're working. If you can incorporate your passion into your choices, you know, they become very effective very fast. And I like to build a little bit of momentum. I didn't mean to quit smoking. I didn't mean to quit drinking. I just got passionate about my running. And you it, knew that's what needed to change to get you to where you could do that right. effectively. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I and, love that. And there's a, that was the thing that I learned through smoking was um, how to quit something. Basically, like I said, if you have extremes, what I did is I didn't just smoke a little bit. I would smoke a pack a day. I'm, yeah. I'm a chain smoker. And what I started to get into was, you know, at first it seemed like fun. You got a certain feeling from smoking, but as you went on, it actually became more of a chore. It was actual work. Like yeah. I remember distinctly sitting outside in the winter and just freezing. And every time I was finished with a cigarette, I felt like I did more work than the craving itself did to me. Yeah. And at that point, you know, I started to, I started to rationalize, like, why am I doing this? And that's kind of the concept of passion. Like yeah. if you can if you can actually believe in your heart why you're doing something and you know why, those decisions are easy. Yeah. Whereas if you kind of aimlessly say, oh, I'm just going to try this today. Yeah. You're only going to be lucky or you're going to fail in that attempt. And that's why if you know your passion, you'll start to get a little bit of clarity behind what you're doing and your decisions are much easier. Yeah. Having real clarity and making these decisions not based on the influences around you based on what you feel like is really right for you and aj he's the type of person that is like the movie yes man where he just says yes and tries all these things and is game to do a lot in life and i feel like because you've made these changes in your life you're gonna have so many more opportunities open up to you because you're not homebound since you're not drinking, you know, you got so much more life that is to be experienced now. And, um, my next episode, I'm talking about real fun, like having real experiences and tangible experiences. It's actually funny that you just kind of stepped into that because I was thinking earlier in the day that, uh, you know, I got incredibly lucky. You know, I come from an alcoholic father. I have bad tendencies that surrounded my upbringing. And I remember distinctly feeling absolutely lucky that I was obsessed with sports in high school. Yeah. Because I never once drank in high school. I never smoked a cigarette in high school. I didn't do anything. I just went to school and played sports all the time. And because of that, you know, there was a lot of time that I was very productive. I learned a lot. I got a lot done in high school. Yeah. In college... I decided to try drinking and things spiraled out of control immediately. And what I learned is every time I'm drinking, it's, it doesn't matter if it's short term or long term, eventually it will take you off of your course. As the yes man, like I'm the guy that's tried everything and, uh, you know, I have a good head on my shoulders so I can usually survive. But a lot of the situations that are involved when you're drinking are going to lead you to a bad place. Yeah. And you waste a lot of time that way. You waste a ton of money. You can have the same experiences sober. And not only are you sober, you remember them. Just telling you, it's a lot more fun that way. 
I agree. I, I was admitting to some of the dorky things that I do and I own it. I mean, I will sing karaoke totally sober. I will <laughs> dance in front of people that are not dancing and get people dancing. I feel like, you know, people are afraid to do those things and they feel like they need an excuse to do it. But then when you just become more authentically you, that stuff just can happen and you can be brave and then you realize, oh, I don't need an excuse. So, right. I have one more question. Is there anything that you would tell your teenage self if you could talk to who you were as a teenager? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably tell myself a million things, but if I had to give myself just one bit of advice, it would honestly be, um, you know, develop some self-confidence in the sense that, you know, a lot of times when you're young, you, you base your decisions off of what everybody else is doing and you want to fit in or whatever. Well, if I had spent more time working on myself instead of trying to be like everybody else, I would have realized at a much younger age like how my unique character is designed for much more successful things than trying to be like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So if you can just, you know, instead of, instead of having bored time where you go drink with your buddies, you know, use that time to develop a passion. Yeah. You know, build something or go paint, draw, do whatever you got to do, but create something that you can be proud of. Yeah. Because the more time you waste trying to figure out what you want to do is less time that you're actually going to have to do it. So if you try new things, you keep an open mind, you have passions and hobbies, things yeah. to keep your mind occupied. The, the right decisions will follow and opportunities will naturally occur. So if I could go back, honestly, I would tell myself to just buckle down and you know, trust myself. Yeah. Don't necessarily try to fit in with everybody else. Everybody else is trying to do it too. So don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> awesome. I hope you enjoyed AJ's story. Choosing to drink and use mind altering substances just distracts us from our path of becoming our very best selves. I love that AJ didn't even plan to make these changes and he didn't mean to make them long term. But when he saw what he was becoming, and realized he was becoming somebody more than he could have ever imagined, he knew that he wanted this positivity to continue. I loved hearing his story and feel so inspired to find what we are passionate about. And I want you to be inspired to find something that you're passionate about. You don't have to know what that thing is, but try lots of different things so that you can find a passion that helps you to become who you really want to be. As your summer begins, I hope you take the opportunity to grow your passions, find what you love, find what you like to do, and have some real fun. I want to challenge you to choose to not be influenced by drugs, alcohol, or by others around you who are choosing to do things that you know are not going to benefit you. Use this time to grow yourself and to learn who you really want to become. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.